oh my gosh, it's from years and years and years ago. Shroom thoughts. Okay, this note I wrote in 2013. So that's seven years ago. Seven years ago. Um, So, and by the way, this isn't coherent whatsoever. It's just a bunch of quotations separately. And so it's just, uh, hey, what song should I sing? Ambitions of the Rider by Tupac. (laughs) Oh, my eyes are hot because of the breeze. Because you're not blinking. You got to fucking remember to blink. I got hot eyes. My eyes are hot. My eyes are on fire. Fire in my eyeballs. Damn, I don't know how to sit. The air is really blue. Oh, my God, it's like super blue. Like when you have one of those covers over your eyes. Yeah, everything is fucking blue. Anything void is a tree. I keep thinking that fucking stump is a bear. There is a bear stump here. You have to come take care of this. Bring a blanket. Chris can't eat anything with a blanket (laughs) on his head. So that's that's just one part. There's many more. I have so much more because of how many times I did mushrooms. (laughs) That's just one one part. Have I ever told you that you are one of my favorite humans? I feel like I tell you that a lot, but it's always true. Thank you so much. You're one of my favorite humans. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hello, we are Social Disease. Whoop, whoop. I'm Elisa. Hi, hi. I'm Jess, and today we have a guest with us. No way. It is my non-legal, non-female wife. Non-legal, like an illegal wife? (laughs) Like we're not legally married yet. (laughs) Like this was some sinister operation. Right. Yeah, no, I just, I feel like I always have to put that caveat on it because, like, I sort of ingest and sort of just because I hope and know that we will be married eventually. I kind of refer to them as my wife, like, at work and stuff. Um, But I have to, I feel like, put that caveat on it, like, we're not actually legally married yet. And also, like, I use wife, but, like, they use they, them. So, but it's my wife. My wife. My wife. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway sydney go ahead and intro deuce yourself if you like hello i'm sydney um i use they them pronouns and i am a longtime degrassi fan nice yeah that was gonna be my question was like can you can you talk a little bit about your relationship with degrassi over the years yeah so i started watching degrassi in junior high and um, at the time, I was living with my dad, which wasn't a fun situation. But um, I kind of grew up with the kid, like the kids in Degrassi, and could really kind of just like relate. And it kind of felt like there were people that I could relate to there. School. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So you. Like me, you're also a lifelong fan. Did you pretty much watch it, like, as it was coming out in the U.S.? Yeah, yeah. I kept up with it on TV. That's good. And then what years were you in high school? I think you were the same years as Elisa, right? Yeah, I graduated high school in 2009. 
Yep. So you yeah. guys are the same. Oh no. Class of yeah. 09. I'm officially outnumbered, but my number's <laughs> even, so I'm better than both. <sighs> we love you I, anyway. I um love me too because I graduated in 08 <laughs> and 8 is the best number. Just kidding. I love you both very much. I love the way he said that. I, I know, right? Like I do I love me too. Like good to know. <laughs> no, I'm working with my kids on no self-deprecation 2020. So I'm trying to talk nicer to myself. Okay. Leading that by example. Amazing. I see you. <laughs> I've been trying to catch them because, you know, Gen Z is all about, like, just yeet myself into the abyss and whatnot. (laughs) And, like, while it is hilarious and while we are all doomed and we are all suicidal, I decided that while it's okay for me to say that, it's not okay for them to say that because they're little and I love them and I want them to not want to yeet themselves anywhere. (laughs) So I decided that as as a team, there's, like, 15 of us myself included there's like 14 kids and me but i decided that as a team we were going to have no self-deprecation 2020 so i've been trying to call them on it more when they talk bad about themselves so i have a question yes do your kids call you out when they hear you no because every time i call them out they're like i'm not doing that and then they just go right back to being like and i'm garbage but like i'm trying (laughs) I, I think it's great like the fact that you're still like pointing it out though that's still gonna go into their their brains and it yep. plants the seeds and then they're gonna look at themselves in the mirror in the morning and go you know I am cool and then you know even though outside they're gonna be like fuck the police Bleh, you know inside <laughs> they're gonna be like I love me they're gonna look me. themselves in the mirror and say, Paige Michael Chuck, this is gonna be your year. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, we can still say, you know, fuck everything and I love myself. Yes. Exactly. You gotta have we've, balance. We've actually been talking about that lately because the whole um you can't love other people until you love yourself. Like yes. we both and several of my friends as well um agree that that's bullshit it is it's total bullshit it just makes people feel worse about themselves and i hate that yeah right. like they aren't worthy of love until they can like somehow struggle it out of themselves from their depression it's like screw that idea yeah i mean the thing is i have spent a large percentage of my life hating myself I love Sydney a whole, whole lot, even though I don't really love myself most days. And, like, because I love them, it makes me want to love myself more. So, like, it can go in reverse. And I'm sorry, Ru- RuPaul, but, like, your your uh, little catchphrase is not correct. It's really not. Very true. Anyway, now that I'm done being lovey-dovey, hashtag <laughs> I love my wife. Um, <laughs> oh, all right. God. So – Anyway, um, who would like to hear some fun facts about episode four of Degrassi, The Next Generation? Me! Me. (laughs) So episode four is called Eye of the Beholder. It premiered in Canada on November 11th, 2001, and then it hit us down here in the U.S. on April 8th, 2002, which um, in 2002, in April, I was 11, almost 12, so I was just about Emma's age, and you guys were a year younger. Yeah, I was, I just turned 11. Mm. Yeah, I was, 
Oh, little baby, Elisa. Baby, I didn't turn 11 until October. Oh, okay. You're, you're all the way at the end of the year. Um, so the song, they're back to naming episodes after songs this, this episode. Cool. And they actually named it after Eye of the Beholder by Metallica from their fourth album and Justice for All, which was one of my favorite albums to listen to while I was depressed in college. Fun fact. Oh, you know, I have an issue though with the name of this episode. It's like I do too. Uh, saying that, oh, well, you know, beauty's in the eye of the whole. Yes, only only someone who you know could love a fatty like that. It's like, fuck you. I was very much the same. I don't like the title of this episode either. Yeah, it's like you could have totally found a way better song title for this episode yeah i agree because there's so many about like i mean honestly they could have found a song about a love triangle any song about any love triangle yeah or they could have picked like baby got back (laughs) (laughs) a positive song about a big booty fat (laughs) i played that in college um, first oh okay so i read on the degrassi wiki that this episode was the first one to feature all of the main cast members that were like considered main characters at the time cool yeah because the first few just had like groups of them but not everybody but like between the a story with the eighth graders and the b story with the seventh graders it featured all the main characters what about the ricky what about ricky rick is not in it yet he's not he's not that's not till later yeah that's like season two Mm -hmm. or three what about marco he's not on it yet either yeah that's later too okay because i was like i keep searching for the oh what about craig Craig is also not on it yet. (laughs) All the people you're looking for come on later. Yeah, all those people, like Craig's first episode is the premiere of season three, I think. So we've got a little while until Craig, which breaks my heart because I love him. Because he's the one who beats the crap out of Joey. He is the one that beats the crap out of Joey. But like his first episode is the premiere of season three and he doesn't beat up Joey until like season five. So you've got a really long time. I can't wait. Just you know what? Until then, just let the, let the hatred for Joey build up. <laughs> yes, and then that when will it help. Finally, happens. You can just let it all explode, let and the hate flow through you. Exactly, and it'll be our best episode yet. Oh, it will. It will. I'm gonna like you know have kazoo's. <laughs> Uh, air streamer. Oh yeah, I expect like party blowers the whole nine. <laughs> Watch me by like season five be like really into Joey and be really yeah. upset. By then, if anything, you know what's gonna you know what's gonna sway you is my favorite episode. Yes. Yes, I'm very excited to watch this episode. It's actually not going to sway you because, like, he acts like such an asshole in that episode. He does. Oh, man. So that's why, I mean, we're going to have to come up with some sort of, you know, we're going to have to call it, like, I don't know, Joey Miss. That's not clever, but something (laughs) clever about how much Joey sucks in Christmas because, like, the entire episode – the entire episode is literally just, like, Craig being a world-class asshole because he's 
only ever seen his one like solid parental figure be a world class asshole to women. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. Because his dad was abusive, so then he went to live with Joey, who was his stepdad, and Joey is, like, his only solid, like, male role model. And mm-hmm. you've all seen – we've all seen the way he treats Caitlyn. Anyway, I'm getting way ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode – Oh, my gosh. So Terry, a Terry episode. I was Yes. Terry, so Terry, Terry. And it starts with Terry – I love yeah. Terry. And some yummy Sunny D right out of the fridge. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. remember that shit? Uh, my childhood. And then also, uh, can we just talk about how creepy this dad is and the way that he said beautiful? He was Do like, you think he's creepy? Oh, no. Okay. Just the way he said beautiful maybe just freaked me out because he was like, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. Okay. If you. If you could play it, just play play the. Beat. Okay, let's see. It's very scary to me. It hurt. It hurt my soul. Dad, face it, I'm fat. Guys don't even notice me. Terry, you're not fat. That's ridiculous. No, Dad, it's true. Honey, you gotta stop beating yourself up. You are beautiful. Okay, you're right. Beautiful. Okay. You're beautiful. Yeah, I can see that. Wanna lick your face? All right, I can see that. I like, can see it. It's just a, I, I am very sad that she's talking so badly about herself. It makes me so sad because she's totally not disgusting at all. She's so no, she's yeah. so cute. I mean, her dad is right. Like, she's not even just average looking. Like, she is very pretty. Yeah, but he is also like a very scary man, and I'm like, ugh. I'm so interested that you got that vibe from terry's dad because i feel like out of all the parents he's the least creepy really oh it's just a weird moment because like you're right he's being really weirdly emphatic here you're beautiful you're so beautiful (laughs) it is it is gross like we so the thing about terry's dad is we don't see him very many more times but like all the next times that we do see him he's doing nothing but being a really sweet dad well i'm sure i'm sure that i'll like him if he is not you know yeah no it's yeah. probably just a weird a it's weird a weird first line. impression <laughs> he delivered it like i can see what he's going for but i can also see where you're coming from same <laughs> that passion is a little misguided yeah, yeah. oh um i forgot there was one more fun fact i had about this Oh. episode it's that when it premiered on the n which as some of us know i think all of us here know yeah um it was some listeners might not know um the n was the network on it was a nickelodeon owned channel but it was for like teens now it's called teen nick um but when it was in the early 2000s it was called the n and when this started showing on the n in america they had to make a special rating for it they rated it pgd for dialogue um Ooh. and they listed it as suggestive dialogue and subject matter huh because the drinking That's deep. yeah i guess it's because of the drinking because the drinking i was like whoa 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 yep and then after after terry goes um or after the theme song terry goes to school and then the theme song and then 
The first shot after the theme song is Spinner's bullying again. Of it's course. Spinner. Spinner and his, his boy band spiky gelled hair. <laughs> it, I wrote in my notes a little later on, but uh, Spinner is such a bad bully. Like, mm-hmm. He's he is, not though. even good at what he does. He, like, you're right, though. But it's lying. <laughs> yeah, you're right. His heart does not seem to be in it. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, um, you're not even getting some good zingers in. And you're like, he's not even, like, punching these kids or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, he didn't even punch him or anything. <laughs> he's not even wailing on these losers. The fuck is this guy's <laughs> problem? He's never punched one person. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking walking around, you know, calling people dumb, knocking their hats off their head. What a dumb bully. He's not a bully. I'm going to bully that bully, bully. I feel like such a dick now. I'm so sorry. I wish that bully would really hurt somebody. Children aren't getting hurt enough. No, your point is well taken, though. Like, he doesn't really... I mean, it kind of more seems like just he's doing it because he's bored. He doesn't really want to hurt people. Right. No, because, like, by the end of this episode, he did, like, grow on me because he is just such, like, a crappy bully. Mm-hmm. Where, like, when he is nice, I'm like, yeah. He's... Spinner, like, deep down is a good guy. Like, he's a really sweet person. And when you figure out, like, his... Sto- <laughs> Going through his storyline is really cool. I love. I really like Spinner's storyline. Mm-hmm. But he's just one of those characters that grows on you. And it's like, even when he does stupid shit, it's like, bro, come on. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Because he's just, he's like a puppy. He's like a big, dumb puppy. Yeah. Like, it seriously feels like that. <laughs> and I love... I loved watching him grow up because he's so stupid for so long and, and he makes he gets so smart. Yeah, like he makes so many dumb decisions and like he dates so many dumb girls and like he gets in so much trouble and like he barely graduate and he has to do like two extra years in high school or some bullshit and like he's just so he makes so many bad decisions and is so bad at personing for so long. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he just has this like almost instantaneous glow like up. A pen- like some kind of epiphany. Yeah, it's just something like, happens. Oh shit, I have to get my life together. And then suddenly he's like new spinner and he's more adorable than ever. I love spinner. I'm I'm excited to see all his hairstyles. Right. Just, you have so many all hairstyles. His hairstyles. <laughs> the mohawk is coming. Oh, the man. floppy the floppy mohawk's oh. coming. I can't wait. Floppy mohawk. <laughs> but oh my god, I was like, Spinner likes Terry. He does. Oh, was that not nowhere. adorable? It he was, was so, so genuine. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, this is so cute. I, I, like, can I, I borrow your notes? And that scene outside of school killed me because she was so self conscious. She couldn't even see past that to see how obvious it was that he wanted to ask her to the dance. Yeah, and I was I felt so bad for her. Me too. I was like, no, someone will dance with you and it will be Spinner. Come. I know, because like then later she says, Oh, I have a crush on him too, and I'm like, Oh my god, you guys <laughs> Yes. 
And then my next note is, oh no, baby Paige. Mine says Paige is thirsty with thirsty in all caps. Okay. <laughs> what does my note say? Because I had some stuff written down about her. First of all, that big ass bag she had in the beginning of the episode. Like, it was so oversized for her. It's her fashion. Her fashion it's her fashion. Don't you know anything about fashion, hun? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to be proportionate. It was proportionate. <laughs> I should talk. I haven't carried a purse in six years. My purse is massive, so I can't talk either. <laughs> Mine in high school was huge, too, though, so maybe it's, like, a high school thing. But Do you remember my-, my giant bag that we all used to write o- all over with Sharpies? Yes. <laughs> I just have notes about her being a shitty friend to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the fact that she got so excited that Terry wasn't going to go to the dance at first, she's like, oh, now I can I can get at Spinner. That's the thing. At the end of the day, this whole episode, like, or not the whole episode, but the whole A story with the three girls is basically just, like, it's putting Paige and Ashley next to each other and being like, here's an excellent friend and here is a shitty ass friend. Yep. Like, oh no! I got some shit to say about Ashley at the end of this. Really? I, I can't shit wait. To say about Ashley. Okay. But, uh, but so this guy pulls up on the motorcycle. Yes. And oh, I wrote, just wrote, "Who's this cool guy on the motorcycle?" <laughs> Motherfucking Sean Cameron. <laughs> Fucking like, Sean. Sean Cameron uh, is here. Sean Cameron is here. I love Sean. Too. I love Sean. He's so adorable and just sweet. Opposite of Spinner, he. What's the opposite of growing on me? He shrinks on me. You he like shri- him you less. Do not like him anymore. I love him as a kid, and then like the older he gets, the less I like him. Okay, I can see that. But I really, really yeah. love tiny baby sean yeah he's so cute but yes what were your comments about sean so he pulled up on the motorcycle oh no his dad was just a nerd actually that's his big brother yeah that's his brother big brother's a nerd his His name is striker striker yeah oh my gosh isn't that name in this in the lemon demon song yes it is because he's sean's brother and Sean is the one who tries to save Emma. Yeah, they, um, I mean, I think you can probably figure out from this episode, but they are going to date. Well, I did write, the next note of mine is poor Emma needs a hot date. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down Emma, love at first sight. But I also, so his entrance on the motorcycle, um, it was very Judd Nelson in Breakfast Club for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it got me thinking about how so much of these early seasons pay such an homage to classic 80s pop culture. Have either of you noticed that in other episodes? I mean, I've only seen a couple, but. Because, I mean, you'll see more as it goes on, but. They do whole, I mean, like, at they one do. point, yeah. Emma Emma, and Manny go to a school dance that's, like, a costume dance, and they dress up as 80, 80s 
like pop stars and then like there's a whole episode that's breakfast club theme and there's a whole episode i love that episode yeah and there's a whole episode that's uh there's another movie oh ferris bueller's day off theme um yeah but and then there's so many calls back to the 80s tv show too Mm -hmm. and just i love that because that was my upbringing that was my experience too because my mom was born in 1970 so she was in high school in the 80s and then I was Emma's age in this same time period so like I was always also very aware of like the 80s were a thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I really appreciate that about these early episodes because they they're nostalgic for me too because like I remember knowing about all that stuff and being like one of the only one of my friends that like was intimately acquainted with 80s pop culture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it definitely felt like our parents were super into the 80s, so it fell down to us Mm -hmm. a little. So it's cool to see it in our pop culture all the time. Well, it's like how Gen Z is obsessed with uh, Fallout Boy and Panic at the Disco now. Because their parents probably love that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Can we talk about the two different love triangles in this episode a little sure so did anybody else notice that the storyline with the eighth graders and the storyline with the seventh graders um kind of paralleled each other like they had almost the exact same plot just with different people i didn't until you pointed it out to me earlier wait Who's in the love triangle in the seventh grade one? Emma, Sean, and who else? Toby, Toby. has a big fat crush on Emma. No. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's like busy being a, I don't care. I'm going to go look at some titties. So he does, but the reason, like, he kind of got, um, like, talked into doing that by JT because he wanted to ask Emma to the dance. Oh, I must have, you know, Shame on me, because sometimes I'm, like, too busy writing down my notes, and I'll miss, like, a second. <laughs> and, like, these shows are only 20 minutes, and they pack so much story they into do. it. And so I'm like, if you miss a second, sometimes you miss, like, something important, and damn it, I missed that. I know, sometimes I have to pause and go back. Yeah, shit. That's why you need to watch it twice. Mm-hmm. You need to watch it two times to get all the info. <laughs> yeah, he's got a big fat crush on Emma, and then he's... And that comes up again in, like, the next few episodes, too, how he's, like – or maybe it's – this. It's like, this whole season long, yeah. I think, how he's jealous that Emma likes Sean because he likes her. Oh, well, Toby – Toby's a little whiny bitch, so. Oh, he is. He is, he though. 100% he is. Emma's greatness. Yeah, especially after last week. Like, come on, Toby. Yeah, get your shit together, Toby. Be better, Toby. <laughs> be, be be better. better. Be yeah. the best. <laughs> oh my gosh! So when Ashley did the announcement, did she say, "Come kiss me tonight"? Did she? Yeah, because I didn't catch that. I could have sworn she said, "Come kiss me tonight." Could she have said, "Like come"? I don't know. Do you want to play? I it? Yeah, I can find it. Let's see. So come make history tonight. When I host oh, Star come make history. Uh, I'm, a, such a, I'm so stupid. She no, says, was, come make 
history because it's the first nighttime dance. Oh, I thought she said, come kiss me tonight. I mean, slutting it up for that uh, student council. I know, right? Yeah, you know, that's Some, how you, you do what you got to do. I wonder how Jimmy feels about that. <laughs> Fucking Jimmy. Fucking Jimmy. Um, Speaking of Jimmy, he was being so fucking annoying with Sean. I agree. I like he was being such an asshole to Sean. And I loved when Sean finally told him to shut the fuck up. I know. I wrote down Jimmy is being nice but super annoying. Sean has a point big time. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, dude, like shut the fuck up. Don't nobody want to hear that. Like I can tell he's coming from a good place, but he's doing it wrong. It's like Jimmy just seems really annoying. Yeah. He can be, though. That's the same with a lot of the characters in these early seasons is they really don't have that much personality. Except, like, I am the jock. I am the... (laughs) Yeah. Same with Spinner. Like, I am the bully. He doesn't have a personality yet. Well, I'm seeing little glimpses here and there, and that's what makes me... Like, the glimpses. What yeah. puts them beyond the stereotype? Like when but Spinner that's 100% the, the actor is not the writing. Exactly. That's what, like, why I love it. Is I'm like, damn, oh, there's some personality. Mm-hmm. Give me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat it. The best part about this show is that they let the actors go with those instincts and build it into their characters as like the seasons go on, which is awesome. Yeah. that That is awesome. I And you know, like as you were saying, Sydney, like, it helped you when you were, like, growing up and everything because they yeah. like, felt super close to the characters. That's something I love when you grow up with some kind of material. Like, I feel kind of silly saying, like, Harry Potter, but I always felt like I Harry... grew up with Harry Potter characters. Harry know? Potter was the shit. Hell yeah. It was. It was. Well, I mean, it still is. Just the I mean, writer is a, the writers is <laughs> problematic, but... Yeah. Her writing is fucking phenomenal. We can still appreciate the Potter. Yes, I got oh, yeah. you. But oh my gosh, it like I felt like that helped me so much. Like having, even though they weren't real people, like technically, it's like I grew up with some other kids who might just have been somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, it's our version. It's our generation's version of internet friends. Yes, they were just yes. you know existed in books and TV shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wanted to cry so much at the ten pounds line that Terry oh, had where she's like, oh, I know to lose ten pounds in six hours. And I was like, How many Babe. times? Oh, should I that play that? Because that was real sad. Yeah, like it's I it's just like so relatable when it is being like a kid like that. I was like and being an adult you can look back and be like, Oh my god, you did not me too like shut up like I just wish I could hold you and be like it's okay baby No. but when you're I totally understand like being young and feeling like boys would only like me if I could just do this in like just two seconds if I could just drop this weight or if I could just get rid of this acne or if I could just do this then boys will like me and it's like no sweetie look that boy over there he wants to ask you to dance mm-hmm. just don't see him you're just you just are blinded by your own like, criticisms of yourself. I know, and that's the thing that kills me about like my kids at work too that I'm close to is that they'll say things like that and I 
I make it a point to stay a couple steps back because like professional boundaries, but also like I, it's just something that they have to go through and there's nothing I can say or do that'll make it any easier because that's just being a teenager. Yeah. Being a teenager is hard. Like I watch them go through this kind of stuff and I'm just like, I wish I could help you. But even if I did tell you something, it wouldn't help. Like, nothing will help. You just gotta go through it. And I am so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember, like, even if people, my parents, other adults, other teenagers told me, like, don't do this. It's not gonna turn out well. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck you. That makes me want to do it twice as much. <laughs> it's like, you can't tell a kid or a teenager like not to do something it's like everyone has to learn their own way yeah because even if it's not like oh I want to do it just because you told me not to it's still like well I think it'll turn out differently for me I still want to try it. yeah exactly exactly but like the thing is it's not going to turn out differently for you we're all the same person the same thing keeps happening over and over again like just <laughs> fucking listen to us gen z please and also like even if you think like you may be different maybe the the other person involved isn't different than everyone else and maybe like the other people involved in the situation aren't different than everyone like you're just going to be stuck in the same crappy situation you may be different yeah there are so many factors that just make it like the same bullshit over and over again yeah it's like you aren't going to be able to change the same situation it's systematic bullshit and like we can't get away from it unfortunately unfortunately but anyway um um, so I wrote, ha, 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 where'd you get these URLs? They are all free. I'm fucking wheezing. What oh, is God. This? I know. <laughs> that killed me. I was like, since when did, like, little boys write down a list of URLs? No, it's because there was no search engines yet. <laughs> I know. It's, just, it's, just it's so, so weird to think that, though. There was no though. search engine. There was no Google. You couldn't. There wasn't even Ask Jeeves. Like, you literally had to. It was, like, having to have. Like, you had to have the individual URL or, like, the page did not exist to you and there was no way you could find it. It's just, oh, my gosh. And That's... I just remember, like, you would just type in whatever you could think of. Be like, yeah. Oh, Bigtits.com. That's why, like, that's why board.com was a thing that existed. Yes. That was a thing? Oh, yes. Board.com. It had games. I used to go on it in middle school all the time. Oh, it's still a thing. Is it? Yeah, boardstock.com still exists for last time I checked. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and then my favorite my favorite uh quote from that same little scene was JT saying, I got this I've got this cousin who's really into the net. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> And, like, that's how he got the URLs. Here he was just surfing. Surfing for that porn for his little little cousin. His little cousin. Sweet, sweet boobies. (laughs) I need to find the tits. I love, oh, God. And then they're just, like, the girl. I love the girl's reaction. Oh, when they called them losers? Yeah, to their plans. They were just, like, oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. That was at the end, wasn't it? 
Um, no, the losers. Lockers. The losers was when they they told the girls what happened to them That's Friday right. night. But they also had like a funny reaction when they told them they were going to home to watch porn instead of going to the dance. Yeah, and then Liberty was like, "No boy should dictate your amusement." That was, was my like, favorite line. That was my favorite line too. <laughs> I love Liberty. She's so great and so accurate. Yeah, uh, that was an excellent line. Like, as as many characters don't have like defined personalities yet, Liberty one hundred percent does. Yeah, yes, and and okay, they're gonna look at porn together. Together, I don't um, think they're gonna like beat it together though. I I'm I mean I don't know their life and it's whatever I you, don't know that, you know. Yeah. But I don't <laughs> think that I don't think that that's what's gonna happen. I think what it is is just like they need access to this content and then afterwards they're gonna like go home alone and think about it by themselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get like the thinking about it alone and then beating off. But like, I mean, I I remember like boys used to do this shit all the time. Like watch porn together. Wait, really? Porn together. Yeah. And I don't know any girl where we would share our porn. No. Feminine types. Like, I don't know any of us who are just like, oh, um, I found this website. You want to come look at it at my house? Yeah. Like, hey, I found this really hot. Like, I mean, maybe the trade-off is like we would talk about our periods and like share bras and shit, but it doesn't feel the same as like watching porn together. Yeah, I, I mean, I no. my friends would share like our American Girl puberty books. Yeah, oh, that. those books were the shiznit. Oh yeah, I never had those books. I'm gonna oh. get you those books retroactively because they're great. That's where I learned how to masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> That's like those books were the shit, man. Those books are where I learned that pubic hair was not something to be scared of. And those books helped, uh, I think, all of us because I think all of our parents were too scared to talk about anything too serious. They were just like, "Ah, dick goes in pussy. Thank you, bye." <laughs> <laughs> and then they just gave us these American Girl books, and they were like, "Here's all the rest." <laughs> my, yeah like my parents I don't know if they were scared of talking to me about it or if I didn't want to talk to them about it I think yeah. it was that like they they tried several times to like sit me down and talk about puberty but I refused like I didn't want to talk to them about it and like I went to fourth grade and fifth grade and saw the movie at school but then like that was really my only context so then like when my body started changing I was like freaking out so mm. My mom was just like, fine, if you don't want to talk to me about it, I got you this book. And like yeah. me being baby librarian, I was like, oh, okay, a book. I can understand that. And I read it like <laughs> okay. nonstop for like two weeks and then I was fine. Yeah, I think like all of us got like the really basic crap when we were like that video when we were like in fifth grade or, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, your body's going to change. Yeah, but fourth I- grade was only about like your reproductive system and your period and then fifth grade was the sex movie. Yeah, but like I don't think any of us were prepared <laughs> for, oh, the, hell no. for oh, no. the changes. So then nope. uh, the books were really helpful because I think it just calmed us down. We were like, okay, all right, so here's a diagram of how you do mm-hmm. this thing. Okay. All right. No, that oh, book was so helpful here. for me. It literally had like side-by-side pictures, five side-by-side pictures of the same girl with no shirt on and like her 
breasts in different stages of development. And like that particular page, I remember specifically being like, okay, it's going to be okay. Like I looked at each one and I was like, I I I looked like that. I guess I'm not weird. Like that book, like fucking go books, man. Like fuck censorship. Yay. Intellectual freedom. Go books. Yeah. <laughs> buy your children books about their body. Please do. It's so important. Don't even buy them. I put it on my list for fourth graders this year. Go to your local library and get a book about bodies and give it to your kid. They yeah, deserve you to know. To talk to your children anymore. You just got to make them read. Email them an app. Like there's a <laughs> there's a show on Netflix about sex now. Like there is. Yeah, it's never been easier to educate your kid about sex. They made it on purpose because, like, sex education in America is so terrible. Shit. That now there is a show on Netflix called, like, Sex Explained or something, and they made it with the main idea of educating, like, tweens and teens on sex issues when they don't get that education in school. That's really cool. It is. Like, it's sad that they had to do it, but it's great that it exists. Yeah, that is great. Like, they can just pop that up uh, in the school, up on the projector. They should. Um. Anyway, Emma's mom is a super good mom. Speaking of, like, things that adults do right or wrong, Emma's mom is an excellent mom. She's so I, sweet. Yes, I even wrote, aw, Spike. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, and I also, I had a very important note. Um. Emma just almost got motherfucking murdered about two weeks ago, so she can stop with her little uh, mom attitude. Yeah. She just almost got, like, kidnapped by a serial killer last week. Like, I'm surprised her mom is even letting her out of her sight. Exactly. It's like, stop having a little attitude. Yeah, you're so lucky you get to go. Right. By yourself. (laughs) And this was also my, um my emma autism spectrum disorder alert for the week because i am going to be doing that now because this is my theory this is my fan theory that i want to get out there in the expansive degrassi faniverse um but so this week emma has demonstrated that she may or may not be on the autism spectrum because she Decided to go to the dance alone, and then her behavior at the dance when she's there by herself was just kind of more, like, oblivious to the way that people saw her and what, like, people were thinking about her. More just like, I am at this dance. It is a thing that I am doing. I am going to ask this boy to dance because I like him, and that is what you do at a dance. You ask a boy to dance. If they don't ask you, you ask them. And, like, it's just very, like, you know, I am going to go to the dance and be a student. Like, it's very, like, kind of, I don't know. Well, I, I think that I really agree at the dance, especially because um, just like that Sean guy gets in a fight with Jimmy or whatever, and then she just literally turns to him like a robot and is like, do you want to dance? dance? Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, oh. uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, well, I was about to like deliver the beat down, but I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like Emma just like not even looking like she was doing it to interfere or anything. It was just like, this is the time I ask the boy to dance. Yeah, it was this like her alarm time. went off or something on her on her watch, and it was like it's time to ask Sean to dance. <laughs> like she was just standing near him, like waiting for the opportune moment. And she was like, "This is the moment. This is well, it." It's the same as like like so. Sometimes I have to set alarms to remember to eat. Um, and it's like 
if I don't drop everything and do it right when the alarm goes off, I'm going to not eat. So, like, you know, maybe it's, like, she decided at 6.30 on to dance, and if I don't do it at 6.30, I'm not going to do it tonight because, like, I'm going to have the nerve at 6.30 and no other time. Maybe. That like, I get it. I get it, Emma. I'm with you, girl. <laughs> she was like, Poor I'm going to come down from 10. And yeah. Do it. And then all of a sudden, Sean starts fighting with Jimmy, and she was like, still going to do like, it. Like, I still, like, I have to do it when I get to zero, or it's never going to happen. <laughs> like, yeah. So that was my Emma ASD alert for the week. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Spinner made a solid joke at her expense. I feel. Did anyone else catch that? No. Emma's um. Yeah, at Emma's expense. What did he say when she was walking by? Um. He said something about how her shirt had a heart on. Oh yeah, the, oh, I wrote that down too. Spinner. That's where I wrote Spinner is a bad bully. Yes. <laughs> It was hard on because hard on. Yeah, but like, why? Yeah, it's just like, it's a hilarious line, but it's so not relevant. It's not. It doesn't make any sense at all. That's why I wrote, like, you're such a bad bully. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're obviously just like, (laughs) what? Yeah, he's just like, he's bored. It was kind of more like, yeah, you're right. He's just bored. Like, it was like he was just waiting to use that line on anyone, and she was the first person to walk by. He's like, I know some girl's going to wear a shirt with a heart on it tonight. I'm going (laughs) to get him. I'm going to get that girl. (laughs) It's like, oh my God. I kind of think it was more like he had the heart on joke, and he was just waiting for like anyone to walk by so he could use it. Yeah. And he was like, what sounds like hard on? Um, heart, heart. Emma's got a shirt with a heart on it. She's got a heart on. <laughs> yeah. Just waiting for that joke. You fucking dumbass. That's your future wife. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I, when they switched back to Toby and JT, mm. I was just the troubles of looking at porn during this time period. Oh my God. Jesus. And they're like, oh, the connection's down. And then they like are just sitting there. In awkwardness, waiting for their porn like flipping through a comic book. <laughs> oh my god! And then one of them says, well, "I think it was JT says boobage." I was yeah. like, I actually wanted to bring everyone's attention to several of the lines that they said while they were being excited about looking about at porn. Yeah. yeah. Yes, please. Uh that one was pretty great. Boobage, here we come. i loved that one the other really good one that i wrote down was triple sex x x here we come (laughs) here we come that was a good one yeah and then like they just they're so uh like don't they say something when it's like loading and it only loads part way or something um I know that the parents come in and they oh god yeah silicone, are those know. real that real like something <laughs> but I was so uncomfortable watching children's eyes watching porn right like, can this not happen like I would like to not watch this yeah that is pretty weird like they're eleven <laughs> yeah I was like this feels like almost as bad as watching children being naked. Yeah. I would just like to not see this. I know, right? 
And that is like a weird feeling that you get watching a kid's show as an adult that you don't even think about watching it as a kid. Yeah, like as a kid, you're just like, yeah, I, I know watching porn. But as an adult, you're like looking at a child doing this and you're like, oh, this is just wrong. This is like Yeah, like it feels thing. icky. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Also, boys, it's 2001. This is why you stick to dirty fan fiction because exactly. it doesn't stop loading halfway. Yes, and then you can read it like your parents aren't going to see what you're doing. Exactly. You can just They're read it and it looks like text on a screen. Yes, these boys, they don't know how to do it yet. They don't know about fanfiction.net, clearly. Clearly, they don't know how to get their rocks off yet. Well, JT has issues with that later on. He needs to get a penis pump. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot about his penis pump for a second. (laughs) oh and i cannot believe at what a fucking fit ashley threw about the skirt being like i know right oh yeah like what's wrong with your skirt like what are you doing (laughs) like of all the things you'd be like upset about right now you're like pull your skirt down you little i mean to be fair like Paige fucking ruined her outfit Paige did and like Paige, Paige ruined her Paige, Paige ruined her Paige like I I have so many notes that are just like fuck you Paige like you're being such a bitch but seriously <laughs> like Terry's self-esteem was so fragile it was and this was just the nail in the coffin like Paige doesn't even know what she did yeah I feel and like she does though but she doesn't care because she's super insecure she too. Care. Yeah, I feel like Paige is really insecure. That's and like, the only really, reason she did all this. Yeah, I feel like they're they're insecure in two different ways, and I feel like it just, especially when they're left alone together, I feel like it just feeds off of each other. Yeah, and I feel like Terry though is completely like innocent in this. Like she has no idea what's going on. It's true. She can't, she can't read Paige's mind. She has no idea Paige doesn't feel well about herself right and she sees Paige and she's like wow what a beautiful girl like she can obviously can't feel bad about herself and, and not only that but she thinks Paige is genuinely her friend yeah which and is heartbreaking do this kind of crap to her yeah and so like she's so undermines everything like she's so sneaky about it it's just, it's really horrible, like, everything Paige does in this. And how she so. manipulates her to keep drinking, like, oh. And you can just see it in her face when she's getting information, like, um, what's the word? Like, so, she's getting all of this information coming in, and she's, like, you can see her wheels mm-hmm. moving and her coming up with a plan. Yeah, she's like, oh, how can I get in the way this later? Right. Where, how can I use this to my benefit? Yeah. I, the thing- I don't, oh. Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, like, I don't know uh, exactly how well thought out this note is, but I put, no, Terry got sabotaged, like, how Ursula did. Like, you know, how Ursula did? Yeah, you know, in uh, Little Mermaid. In the Little Mermaid? Mermaid? Like, Ursula is uh, Paige, and Terry's Little Mermaid, you know? Ursula is Paige, Terry's the Little Mermaid. And the Little Mermaid lost her voice in Ursula. Okay, I could see that. Like, Ursula, like, you know, especially when she's not she getting her way. Yeah. And I she could... becomes the 
pretty girl with the her, the voice. And yeah, he comes uh, after the man. I was like, "This is like that." You're right. I always I can forget see that. that part of the movie, but you're right. Okay, I can see that. Good, good, good uh, comparison. I like that. I like it. <laughs> that was just popped in my head the second that uh all this shit went down. I was like, "This is some Ursula witch shit." Yeah, you're totally right. And the thing that killed me was after Terry, like when Terry was dancing drunk on the dance floor with Spinner um, and everyone was looking at her and you could just see like everybody being like, what's wrong with her? That scene was really sad for me because for the first time in the episode, all her fears of like people looking at her like she was gross or dumb yeah. or whatever that was coming true for the first time oh, and yeah. it was only after she was trying to get more confidence like she was popular before and she was so gorgeous and like there was this guy that liked her and she just couldn't see it because she was so caught up in her own like self-esteem like low self-esteem and Paige right. played off of it to totally ruin her and like Terry never gets Back to where she was in those first couple episodes ever, I feel. Yeah, and, like, Paige did it just to get a, a, a boy. boy. Mm-hmm. Like, 12 years old. It's like, you ruined a girl's self-esteem probably for, like, pretty much the rest of her life. Like, she yeah. struggled to constantly keep it, even if she gets it back. And so you harsh. did it so that you could, like, have kisses with this boy that you probably won't even like in a month. Yeah. It's horrible. It's horrible. I almost feel like uh, this was another thing that Paige did deliberately, like reinventing her image. Yeah. Because she totally reinvented herself and is she's got this whole like Valley Girl persona now for eighth grade. I kind of just wonder if this was like another thing that she did because like in order to be the true perfect queen bee, she also have to, has to have the perfect boyfriend. Uh... Yeah. I think you're on to something. I think you're very right. She's such a fucking bitch in this episode. Like, nothing. I just, I hate her. I really hate her in this episode. My last note of the whole episode is fuck you, Paige. Yep. I have an entire, I have an entire page that's just like, Paige is an asshole. Why, Paige? Why? Oh, my gosh. But at the end of the episode, I, I had to say it. Another night dance does not fix this, Ashley. <laughs> nope. Don't worry. We'll do another night dance and everything will be fine. And we can like, have another dance. I know. I love that that was her takeaway from it was like, you didn't get caught and we can have another dance. And this leads me to who's the asshole this week. And it's Ashley. Ashley is not a good friend. Over yeah she well i mean Paige is a horrible horrible bitch but like as far as going to say like ashley's a really good friend i wouldn't say that i think that she's really not that great to terry because she like did not stick up for terry to Paige. she should have been like hey what the hell are you doing because she knew that terry was like in the spinner that's true she did call it she should have been like what are you doing like you're obviously like it's Paige kept being weird about it even before the dance. She should have been like, you're obviously trying to get in on something. Stop being weird. Right. Like, I don't know. If you were, like, truly, like, best friends, you would totally call out a third wheel friend like that being like, uh, excuse me. 
I can see where you're going. Like, I I can see that. But I kind of also feel like she maybe, like, to defend Ashley a little, because I like Ashley, I feel like maybe she didn't realize that she wasn't doing everything she could have. I don't know, because she, like... I, she really didn't stick up for Terry either about the drinking thing. Like, I feel That's like... That's true. That was a problem. She was very wrapped like, up in the planning of the dance. Yeah. And, like, I feel like if if I had been in Terry's shoes and, like, someone had done that to me and I went to my best friend about it and, like, even if I wasn't coherent enough to tell this story, I feel like if someone was my best friend, they would have known me enough to be like, oh, my God, you wouldn't do this. Especially when I was, like, 12. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, right. What are you doing? shady shit <laughs> and like be able to sense that that's true especially because like these are the good kids they're the popular kids they're the like these are the you know it's the student council president's best friend for god's sake and she's like like it's probably her first time drinking which is why it affects her so much and like right actually you're totally right like why wouldn't ashley sit her down and be like what the fuck are you doing yeah and be like did something happen like yeah i just left you alone for a little bit like did Paige say something like what is going on like if it was my best friend like if this happened to me and you in high school i sure as hell would have taken you away from the party away from the people and been like what's going on what's happening like, oh same especially if you were so you were falling over I right would have been like go dance with the guy you have a crush on like or the girl you have a crush on or just go make a fool of yourself or worry about what where her skirt is sitting She's yeah. so wrapped up yeah. in like, oh, you're, what's going on with your skirt? Like, not like know. who gave you half a bottle of liquor because I know you didn't drink it of your own accord. Right. Yeah, that shit kind of leads to the friends that you have in college who are like, oh, yeah, have another shot. Oh, my God, it's totally fine if you go home with that guy. I don't care. Uh, you're not even coherent enough to consent for yourself, and I could totally stop this, but I won't. Yeah. Like, it's that kind of girl. And, I, like, you know, I'm sure Ashley will become a better person and have better storylines, but in this storyline, she's a terrible friend. Yeah. There you go again, shedding light on things I did not see before. I love when Same. you do that. I love watching this with you. <laughs> Thank you. I love I love watching this with you. <laughs> <laughs> Are we back to the love fest? Because like honestly, yeah. I'm cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was it for my notes, so I'm I'm fine with a love fest. Let's see. Use my notes. Oh, my last note just said use my notes in quotes um is that what the kids are calling it these days oh because at the end page is like um he's gonna use my notes from now on hun <laughs> and then it just freeze frames on sad on, like, terry. Terry's oh, sad, terry's face. sad face the freeze frames are so awkward at the end. I love the freeze frames like the the more awkward the better it's just like they get so bad <laughs> oh man i love it it's so good my only other comment was um the other the other appearance of parents in this episode when the parents come in and find jt and toby watching porn (laughs) oh yeah that those are the only two times you see parents don't you yeah it was that time and then when emma's mom dropped her off at the dance but both occurrences of parents i said 10 out of 10 excellent parenting Yes, they yes. they made him watch some more porn and some porn with all different types. I thought right. that was pretty to cool. talk about how it's objectifying women, which like again, here's this 
show again like last week they were like oh we have a blended family and so we went to therapy that's just what you do and this week right. they're like sit down and watch this fucking porn and we're gonna tell you all about how it's like sexist and you should not watch this 11 year old boy like <laughs> <laughs> what american show would have done that in 2001 no or ever no american show that's the point it's it goes there it does Canada's ahead of us they're smarter than us better than us they are but they also had like the 80s until the early 2000s wait that's why they talk about the 80s on this show too so much because it was the 80s in canada for like 30 years yeah i forgot about that yeah it was i don't know okay so i'm sorry canada fans but i don't know a lot about canada besides like you guys are just better than us and i don't know a whole lot about them either but i just i I do know that they're better than us and it was the 80s from the from the eighties until like around nowish, which is why so much stuff in this show looks outdated. It's not. It was contemporary. It just like eighties and nineties style stuck around longer in Canada. I feel than it did here. Well, I got to get up there because I like the style. I know, me too. Except I can't do the cold. But yeah, Canada, we don't know a lot about you and we're probably butchering beloved things about your homeland and we're sorry, but we love you and we your do. president's real cool and cute. I think it's yeah. prime minister, babe. I know, but he's cool and cute. Oh, he is. I'm agreeing with you. I know it's the prime minister there, but okay. I said president because in my mind it's the president, but it's not. But I, I see where you were at, though. <laughs> I like your maple syrup. Oh, yeah. Uh, they did give us maple syrup, animal. too. Thanks, Canada. And they have, like, a jaunty na- uh, national anthem. They do. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. I tag all of our posts, oh, Canada. <laughs> Hell, yeah. I love it. Um, Should we do favorites and least favorites? Yes, we sure. should. Okay, so... Let's start with favorites. All right. Sydney, you want to go first because you're a guest? Sure. I think my – I have a favorite quote. And okay. And we kind of talked about it earlier. And it was Liberty talking to Emma. And it's like, are you really going to let some prepubescent boys dictate your amusement? And it was just <laughs> like, oh, my God. I never got the magnitude yeah. of that before. And, like, watching it again as a grown-up, it was just like, yes, Liberty. Yes, that quote was definitely one of my favorite parts of the episode. I was so – I smiled ear to ear when she said that. I was like, you're so right. You shouldn't let them dictate anything. It was so good. (laughs) I don't think any age of boy should dictate any part of anybody's Uh life. Get them out of here. Alisa, what was your favorite? Um, my favorite was when Terry got to be happy for a minute. Oh yeah. She thought like, oh yeah, I am hot shit. And I'm like, you need that you need that back. Get it back. I wish she could get it back. We're gonna get it back. We're gonna get Terry's groove back. I wish that were true. (laughs) Because you know, you know, she is like 
so pretty. Like, it made me so sad to look at her, especially because, I mean, so many people I know, and I'm sure, like, all of us, we're pretty much like a Terry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we were plenty beautiful, but when we looked in the mirror, we were like, if only I'd lose 10 pounds, I would be so much prettier. If only I could do this, I would be like, all the boys would love me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, um, already people love you, Demi, if you would just like open your eyes, but it's like, you still feel so awful about yourself. You still like, and the thing is, is like the second someone attacks your self-esteem, it's it's done. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I had this one girl who drew like a horrible photo of me, like making fun of me Mm. and like stuff about me when I was in middle school and it wasn't even a boy. It wasn't, had nothing to do with boy. It was, and this girl's supposed to be my friend. And it ruins my self-esteem for years. I was like, oh, cool. Okay, this is what people think about me. Bye. Oh, God. Yeah. I We found some pictures from my eighth grade graduation, uh, my mom and I. And I had bangs and braces when I graduated eighth grade. And it was just like, oh, like, I was such an adorable child. And I was so hard on myself. Looking at those pictures, I just remembered how, like, crappy and shitty I felt about myself. And it, yeah. it's like, but I was just so sweet and adorable. I, I was just so broken down, like, so sad. No, I totally get that. Like, the picture of me graduating eighth grade, I cried on that day because I hated my hair so much. Aww. Because I have, like, big, natural, like, curly hair. Mm-hmm. And my my mom did it natural, and I cried. I cried. And I look at that picture today, and I'm like, wow, what sweet curly hair. I used to have fits about my big curly hair, too. Like, I would I would get it straightened. Like, I would demand it not be big and curly. Yeah. And, like, and then like everybody would always try to tell me, like, oh, you have so much body in your hair, and da-da-da-da, and she's like, fuck my hair. But I recently figured out why, and it has nothing to do with, like, normal people's reasons, so it's not <laughs> not relevant, but it's because I'm trans, y'all. It's because I'm trans and autistic, and, like, my hair just bugs me for 45 different reasons. Yeah. And that is totally understandable. <laughs> and you tame it however you want. Oh, I just shave it now, and I've never felt better. That sounds so good. They're it, so much more confident now. It feels amazing. I and I feel better about the way I look now. Like, I just got some button-down shirts and shaved my head, and, like, it changed my life. Well, I've seen pictures of you with a shaved head, and you're always so, so cute. With <laughs> I agree. I stand this. Thanks. I think it's going to – I think that it's going to stick around. I'm not I'm not planning to grow it out again soon. Um, I love it. Babe, what was your favorite part? Oh, yeah. What was your favorite part, Jess? My very favorite part was Sean's Breakfast Club vibes. (laughs) I love that that is the first time we get to see Sean. And I love Sean. He has such an attitude. He has such an attitude. And the thing is, like, watching him now before we know who he is and he's just like this this mystery he's just this like this entity he is so much less mysterious to me now (laughs) yeah when I was 14 watching Sean 
I'd be like, wow. Like, you know, but now I'm just like, he's literally 12 or 13. Like, <laughs> he's not badass. He's not intimidating. He's a literal child. Yes. Oh, my gosh. How many times have I like, gone back and watched shows from my childhood and had to be like, wow, that guy I was, like, super into or that person or whatever. Uh, now it's like I have to look at myself. <laughs> yeah. Like, Sean. I think, it's, I think it's Sean. I think it's the same name from Boy Meets World. Yes. Oh, yeah. The best friend from – yes. Oh, my God. How many lady boners I would get over that. Oh, man. it was the hair, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the and – the, Oh, the hand through the hair. He was dreamy. I liked how funny he was. I was like, oh, eat me. He was dreamy. And I also had like a big crush on Topanga. Oh my God, Topanga. <laughs> I Topanga. wanted to like just rub my face in her hair. I was obsessed with her, like the shape of her mouth. She did have a nice mouth. Like I love her face. Like I love the shape of her face. And she's still just as gorgeous as ever. She is. Daniel Official, shout out. Like you're fucking gorgeous. You've always been fucking gorgeous. Message me on Instagram. Come on the podcast. Like <laughs> shout out. Least favorites? Oh, what yes. did we what did we hate besides Paige? Paige. Paige. I, I think hated. it was I hated Paige in this episode. And I didn't like how Ashley was a bad friend. Yeah, I'm with I wish you on Ashley that now. would have stood up for Terry because I think I think if Terry had a sturdier friend during this experience, she wouldn't have uh, been so scarred by it. I'm sure. Yeah, I think you're probably right because they. I well, okay. So I don't take back what I said at the beginning. It was still they were still supposed to be opposites of each other, as like Ashley the good friend and Paige the bad friend, but. What happened was they just did a really bad job portraying Ashley as the good friend. Yeah, I just don't think that they understood, like, what an empathetic, loving friend is supposed to be. It's not someone who's just, like, nice to you. Right. It's someone who supports you, someone who would stand up for you. And what kills me is later on, Terry is that person for Craig. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love their friendship. They have a very sweet friendship, and that later on when Craig comes in and like is friends with Terry, like it doesn't last very long. But she shows that she has the capacity to be that friend that Ashley wasn't able to be to her. And then that, that just sad. kills me even more that everybody just shat on Terry all the fucking time. Anyone who shits on Terry can personally email me at lisawegland at gmail.com and I will send you a picture of my ass. <laughs> yes. Can you advertise that? Yes. Legally? Legally. <laughs> I will, legally, I will send you a picture of my asshole. It's very to me. On a personal basis, not at all connected with the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> what well, is it with you and podcast. assholes like i spent so long on the first episode being like in pants <laughs> <laughs> well if you want to follow us you can follow us at social disease pod. yes on instagram only because i have a life and a job and that is the only uh, account that i well and facebook actually technically because in order to 
run ads on Instagram, I had to make a Facebook page. So we have a Facebook also. I think everything is at Social Disease Pod. So please follow us um, and we might shout out your ridiculous Degrassi fan antics on the podcast. Hell yeah. If you interact with us, you you will definitely get shout out. Yeah. Like I respond to all the messages, even the weird, creepy ones. <laughs> that's not true. There's somebody that's been trying to message the podcast and I'm not responding because they're being stupid. But if you have a legitimate <laughs> comment about Degrassi, I would be happy to respond and we will shout you out on the podcast. Um, and if you follow us on uh, Anchor, you can send us a voicemail that will play yeah uh even if you like listen to us on spotify just get on anchor to send us a voicemail if you want to so we can respond to you yeah you can send us a message about anything um but preferably season one at this point yeah because i please don't spoil things for me because that's mean because jesslyn jesslyn will listen before me and she'll tell she'll tattle yes i will i will and i will not play it if there are any spoilers Spoiler. beyond season one? Ha 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 ha. Gotcha. Because Elisa's being very good about not looking up spoilers. And I really applaud you for that, especially because, like, now we're sort of knee deep in the fandom. So, like, it's it's getting harder to avoid. Yeah. I mean, I don't even watch, like, the episode besides, like, the day before. Mm-hmm. Like, I t- I'm trying real hard. The only thing I know is the Lemon Demon song. <laughs> <laughs> And that was from high school, so I can't help it. That show is, or that song is such a mess. <laughs> I'm so mad at how many, and it doesn't give you any context. That was what was cracking me up last week when we <laughs> yeah. listened to it. Was you were just like, wait a second, Manny is a slut. Paige gets raped. Oh no, <laughs> what is happening to my babies? <laughs> Marco's gay. Wait, who's Marco? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but it's been it's so much fun like watching you discover this I'm having so much fun and I have such a good time listening to you guys to y'all thanks it's so fun it's like my like it's one of my favorite things and I'm very excited to um like just keep watching and keep growing our little niche um fandom because we there are a lot of Degrassi fans and I feel like we've kind of hit a nice little lesser known niche of Degrassi fans in these role players I love these role players I love you guys if you're listening I love you hashtag Degrassi RP y'all yeah that's probably where all like 40 something of our plays have come from (laughs) yes and if there's anyone who's not a degrassi role player who's listening i love you too yeah literally if you're listening to this we like love you so much more than we can ever express and you should send us a message so that we can know who you are exactly like i want to be able to tell you with your name that i love you yeah the thing is is i don't know who you are like we don't even have a patreon yet we're not even asking for like money or anything we just really want to know who's listening like yeah i don't want your money i want your love exactly i'm doing this for love not money like it's a hobby i just i love degrassi and i want to talk to other degrassi fans and i like to talk so like a podcast was the perfect yeah and I like yeah, to talk to Elisa, fun. and Elisa and I are going to be like comedy geniuses forever. Yeah, we are. 
gonna be like the next uh what's what's the team? What's the team? Oh, well the Gilmore guys. The Gilmore guys. Uh, We're gonna be the next Gilmore guys. I love it. Who like, by the way, shout out the Gilmore guys, they're hilarious. Shout out. Boop boop. Um, well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>